Horror movies tend to adhere to common tropes and stereotypes. But what happens when a horror movie refuses to take itself seriously and flips the script on those same stereotypes? We analyze two movies that do that very thing today on this episode of Shriek Previews. You cannot get out. They are coming. Welcome to Shriek Previews. Hey everybody, it's Brent. And this is Dan. And uh, before we get rolling, I figure we're going to throw this right out there. This podcast gets spoilery. So if you don't want to get movies spoiled for you, turn it off. Spoilery? Spoilery. Is that a a word? It is now. Okay. Hopefully Webster's will pay me royalties. So... (laughs) Um, or that would make a great horror, the spoiler. The spoiler. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. Very spoilery. <laughs> anyway, so today we are talking about movies that, uh, horror movies that don't take themselves seriously and kind of flip the horror genre on its head. The first one we're going to talk about is a film from 2019, had a very limited release. We're talking about The Dead Don't Die by Jim Judd. Jarmush? Jarmush. 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 It sounds like you should say, The Dead Don't Die. It sounds like it has a title like it should be said with a lot of gusto. The Dead Don't Die. Die, 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 die. By Jim Jarmush. Spoilery. Okay. What did you think about it? What did I think? Well... It's not a great movie. Uh-uh. It certainly drags in places. It's kind of slow. I was the, falling asleep, man. Yeah, the the production values, I mean, it's produ- quality production values, but there's not a lot of flash or glitzy special effects. I have to, I mean, it really had all of the, all of the trappings of a low-budget horror film, except for all the A-list stars that were yeah. in it. So and I it started have, off so well. Yeah, I have to think that maybe all these stars were just doing this because it seemed fun and they weren't actually getting paid for it. I mean, let's go down the list. We've got Bill Murray, Bill Murray. Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, Carol, Carol K- Kane, Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop, you know, um, uh, Steve Buscemi, Tom Waits, Danny Glover. Yeah, I mean, all these guys are... You know, most of these guys have starred in movies in and of themselves. And so to do such a a nothing film and, you know, the funny thing is how they flipped some of the names like Tilda Swinton's character name was Zelda Winston Winston. and Rosie Perez was Posey Juarez. Very clever. Yeah, you know, so it's just, again, a movie that doesn't take itself seriously. Very heavy on the musicians doing acting. Yeah. Like uh, Selena Gomez, yeah, she's she's a singer, yeah, not and, and uh, uh, Iggy Pop, Iggy and, Pop, and um, uh, Tom Waits, Tom Waits, and they keep referencing like the the song "The Dead Don't Die," yeah. and the, oh by I forget even what by Stur- Sturgill S- S- Sturgill Simpson Simpson by Sturgill Simpson. Oh, we've got to put this in. You Is know, that even a, a guy that's got to be a real. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Overall, the plot was very stereotypical with the zombies and such. The action was weak. 
and the pacing was slow. Slow. But the dialogue was witty. And at times, at no, times. yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it could, yeah. And the times when, when uh, Adam Driver breaks the fourth wall and you know talks about, oh, it's it's the theme it's song, the theme or, song from the film, yeah, or I, I I read the script and and stuff. So <laughs> that was clever. All that stuff made it a movie that I was glad to have seen, but it's not a great movie. It's worth seeing once, and so I yeah. would say I would give it a. I think I would give it five out of ten skulls. The movie itself is if this were like a, a normal low budget horror film with actors that nobody knew, this would get like a two, maybe a two and a half. But mm-hmm. again, the fact that the the all all star cast kind of raised it up a little bit because the cast did well. I mean, I thought that the Adam Driver's very deadpan delivery about everything. Mm-hmm. And Tilda Swinton with her her heavy Scottish accent, and mm-hmm. so I thought those did well for it. Yes, did very good job. Good job uh, acting all around. Of course, what do you expect with such a list? Yeah, mm, I thought it was yeah an offbeat horror comedy. Quite a motley assortment of people. Is very slow paced, like you said, to the point where I fell asleep mm-hmm. a couple times. And I wake up, I'm like, oh, where are we? Okay. <laughs> Is this still then, on? <laughs> yes. And then, um, and I even I even mentioned that. I'm like, how much more do we have? Yeah. I did not understand that whole thing with at the end with uh, Zelda being beamed up by the aliens. Right. I think she was an alien. It was trying to, like, she was an alien on Earth. And then when everything went to hell, she she used the computer to call her people to come pick her up. I think... I think that's what it was. Like to be rescued. Yeah. But she was here on Earth as a uh, as a as a um, as an undertaker. Yeah. Or coroner, and it, it just a lot of stuff didn't make sense to me. 144 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Only felt like three hours and ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say yeah, absolutely. Um, it seemed to go nowhere until the zombies showed up. I mean, it was like it started up really nice with a with a whole thing. They're going to the woods to check out the uh, hermit. Bob or what's his name? Yeah, Hermit. Uh, Tom Waits character. Yeah, I forget his name. Hermit Bob. And um, then you know I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. Adam Driver, Bill Murray, and then it just like the the fact that the the the, the dialogue was so slow paced. I know it was on purpose, but it was too on un- too just boring for me. Right. It, and um. You know, a lot of these characters didn't seem necessary. Like the the three kids, uh, Selena Gomez and the two kids. What mm-hmm. was that all about? They didn't go anywhere with those characters. Suddenly, they end up dead. Right, and the the three juveniles who you know they're like, oh, we'll go over here and we're safe, and yeah. we never and we never hear from them again. Except the goons that are taking charge of them, they get eaten, and you can tell because you know they're being attacked. I hate to speak poorly of him, and I don't know if I've ever seen any of other of any of Jim Jarmusch's Jarmusch. uh, other way. movies. But based on this, I don't think he's a very good director or a very good writer because apparently he wrote it as well. Mm. He just happens to know a lot of really good actors, apparently. Yeah, you know, and it shows that even a a list actors can't polish a turd. Can <laughs> that's good. Quite a bizarre zombie movie. Quite a bizarre zombie movie. I think at one point it's trying to make some kind of social commentary at the end about 
the zombies walking around with the, the smartphones. And, right, consumerism. And, and, and consumerism and materialism and, and you know, the, the zombie hugging the, the, the pickup. And did you see that? At the yeah, end? yeah, and, and, and like, Tom Waits kind of narrating it. And, yeah, you know, that was tra- cool. He's traded a... their soul for, uh, for more stuff. Yes, know? yes, but I do have to say that I did like... Tom Waits's character and his narration has got a great voice for narration. I've never seen him. I, I knew the name. I knew it was uh, associated with music. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time I've seen him act in anything. Yeah. Same with Iggy Pop. Right? Yeah. Iggy Pop was great as a zombie. Right, yeah. Well, he looks like a zombie in real life, so... But I was waiting for that. Yeah. But, um, but uh... yeah, six skulls. And take it. Take it and go. Six. Wow, that was that's a, yeah, even more generous. Yeah. Okay. Don't mention it. All right. So <laughs> keep keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> All right. So moving on from the dead don't die, we touch on uh, what I feel is going to be rated higher in both of our opinions, and that is Cabin in the Woods, which came out, I believe it was 2011, directed and I believe written by Joss Whedon. Uh, Firefly and Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame. He also directed the first Avengers movie and uh, has just really been a a respected director. And this movie, I think, is no change from his, his quality. So why don't, uh, why don't you start us off? What did you think of the movie? Excellent film. Chris Hemsworth. You got uh, Bradley Whitford the, and um, the, the the dad from uh, Step Brothers, Richard Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Those two guys at the beginning, those two guys, their chemistry together is the office dweebs. Yeah, are terrific. Anna Hutchinson is a girl. Uh, oh, Marty, Marty, the the the, the shaggy like guy uh-huh. from uh, you know. Yeah, from, looks like Shaggy from like Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Marty plays uh, the stoner. Yeah. Great acting, great great characters. I really enjoyed this movie. It was very funny. It was very fresh. I've never seen anything like this. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the actresses, I believe it was Anna Hutchinson. Uh, she played like the the redhead, the the virgin. She was actually in the Bay. She was the gal the who. Her, no, she her and her husband. Oh, the took lawyer. their toddler, yeah, on the on the boat, and they were heading from Boston or whatever. The one that survives at the end with a baby. Yes, yes, yeah, that's oh, okay. her. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods takes all those stereotypes. It it gives a reason for all these weird monsters and creatures we see in other horror mm-hmm. movies. You know, we there's references to you know a guy who looks has the same flavor as Pinhead, although mm-hmm. he's got um, saw, right? saw blades. Oh, right. yes. Yeah, in his saw- face. Oh, that's right. It was. Like yeah. on his like sideburns. Yeah, so he had so, but very pale and kind of that you know just cold calculating. Yes. and you know we saw a werewolf and we saw ghosts and zombies and everything like that. So ballerinas, that wasn't that? Yeah, the ballerinas, the clowns, the clowns, the, the giant uh, tarantulas, the, giant the, tarantulas, the, the, the flying bugs, the animals, the the, the unicorn the that unicorn. gores the I guy. Did, that, that was just out of left field. I was holy shit. That's all this movie needed. <laughs> yeah, was a, a and then the merman at guy. the end. The merman. I love that scene. He's like, he. the funny thing about it is he, the whole film, he's like asking for a merman. He's like, I just wish he would have had a merman. Yeah. And then and then at the end, he's the one that gets eaten by the merman. He's, yeah, like, he's like, oh, come on. on. <laughs> that guy is great. That guy especially, I really loved him and the, the two office guys. Yeah, yeah. I just love uh, when he's, uh, it's, it's down to the last girl. 
and she's being walloped by the zombie and he's like you know i really feel for this girl you know, I just, I just, and then he sees that the the, the people bring over the bottle of tequila. And he says, ah, tequila's my lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great yeah. film. And yeah, that, that scene where they're partying while the video in the background shows her being brutally murdered. Yes. And they're just all like, it's oh, yeah. uh, upbeat music. It's upbeat and music. And uh, they got Journey playing. and the, That kind of humor. Again, a movie that doesn't take itself seriously, mm. but... Uh, it just really well done, told the story well, great characters, yes. great acting. This was before Chris Hemsworth was really a big star, and this is where Joss Whedon really got familiar enough with Hemsworth and, and is the reason why Hemsworth ended up being cast as Thor in The Avengers. Mm. Originally, Chris's brother Liam had auditioned for Thor, and Joss Whedon just liked Chris better. Chris better, yeah. You know, and overall, I think Chris was an amazing uh, Thor. He was excellent. Yeah. Little known fact, kind of getting off the horror thing, though, but they're working on a biopic film about Hulk Hogan, and Chris Hemsworth is playing Hulk Hogan. Get out of here. Oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yes. So, yeah, uh, this is... uh, and if you've heard one of our previous episodes, you will note that Cabin in the Woods made my list of top five. This is just, I think it's so well done. It's well directed, well written, great acting, the polar opposite of The Dead Don't oh, Die. Yeah. And yeah. so I would give Cabin in the Woods eight and a half skulls. The only thing that doesn't make it a perfect horror movie is the fact that. It's not scary in the slightest. It's mm, a horror genre, yeah. but it's not a scary it's movie. It's not a scary movie. And so I can't really rate it as such for perfect for horror. But it as a if we were just talking about a science fiction film, then it it would it would rate higher mm-hmm. for me. But I mean eight and a half skulls is still an extremely respectable rating in in my opinion, you know, in, in my own scale. I've greatly enjoyed this movie. It's one that I can watch over and over again. And the only reason I don't own it on DVD or Blu-ray is because I can watch it on one of the streaming services that I already own. <laughs> so I'm giving it, I'm still on the fence, but I'm at the end of the day, you make a valid point. It's not scary. Even though it's hard genre, it's still not, it falls in that category. It's not scary. Mm-hmm. It's very entertaining. I'm going to give it nine, nine skulls. Okay, yeah. Plus Sigourney Weaver's in it. Sigourney Weaver. ages. Right, yeah. You know, just some of the, some of the dialogue and interaction and things like that. I mean, we talked about them partying and stuff like that, but, you know, just like the, um, hey, wait, I, I had zombies. Yeah, you had zombies, but this is pain worshiping redneck zombies. Mm-hmm. Two di- completely different, different things. Different. It's like the difference between an elephant and an elephant seal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I wish I could do more for it. I wish I could give it a 10. I cannot because you're right. I mean, can we give it a nine skulls and a pelvic bone and, or a femur or something? <laughs> and a femur. Just like <laughs> a, like a, a, a bone like a witch doctor right through the yeah, nose. Right through the nose. But no, at the end of the day, you're right. Nine, nine, nine respectable, well-earned skulls. Yeah, yeah. Human skulls. Human skulls, mm-hmm. right? Not like little rodent skulls no, or no, no raccoon you know skulls, raccoon no, no, skulls no, you no. find on the side of the road. Mm, this, no, is no, a, no. this is these a are pristine direct, direct white from India, right? Skulls. All their teeth, all their teeth. Maybe one even has a gold tooth. Oh, yeah, or like a diamond Score. chip. 
Okay. You know, so that's those are respectable skulls yes. that we're giving them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I love how we're like pretending we have specific criteria, you know, like the <laughs> Academy Awards or whatever. Well, it if it checked off this bo- box, it would have scored <laughs> higher. But, you know, this is just a couple guys sitting in my basement making shit up. But <laughs> please, oh, please, studios. studios. Studio, my basement studio. Mm-hmm. I mean, our professional studio on uh, Rodeo Rodeo Drive mm-hmm. or Wacker Drive or uh, some somewhere important sounding. Can we get like a like a like a British guy or a Don Pardo guy doing the intro next time? Like, oh, that'd be good. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. Like or a, or Benedict Cumberbatch from Round Lake Beach, Illinois. Oh, right. From Brent Allen Studios. <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah. I'll have to, you know, we we could probably go on Fiverr and get a professional intro. Yeah. And now we get some really upbeat music. Yes. Da, 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 uh-huh. da. All right, we we just totally went off the rails on this, but you know, but that uh, reflects the the spirit of this film. It right. was very fun. Yeah. Very fun film to watch. I had put it off a couple years uh only because I again, I thought it might be kind of dumb. But no, it was a good movie. Very good movie. Mm-hmm. So since we're we've got some extra time and such, Dan, I thought maybe we would bring back an older segment that we had touched on sometimes, but we don't always touch on. But uh, what are some upcoming horror films that you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel. I'm very cautious with TCM because it's one of my favorite all-time movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, that Texas Chainsaw 3D was terrible, and I refused to watch it. Even by the trailers, I could tell it was going to be a crap. <laughs> so, but I always like to give it a a chance and uh i'm anxious to see what they come up with in terms of the trailer and then of course if the trailer looks good then i might go see the film what else is is coming up let's see there's a lot of movies coming out um that have been on hold there's quiet place 2 there's going to be another yeah what's up with that what happened with that one that should have been out by now well everything with the theaters all closed everything got pushed off with the pandemic and such because no excuse oh well you know it's (laughs) Uh, what else? So there's a, the new Conjuring movie, and uh, which we we've discussed all of these in previous episodes because they still haven't come mm. out. One thing that I don't know how I'm going to get to watch because I don't have access to the streaming service, but there's a a CBS uh, the CBS streaming service, whatever it's called, CBS Max or Live or whatever, has a series called Clarice, which is about mm. Clarice Starling who was in the the science of the lambs and in Hannibal and it supposedly covers her a little bit more. I would love to see that just because I love the silence of the lambs and you know, a Hannibal Lecter type movies and I'm guessing that it's it's not just going to be her childhood or whatever that it's going to be her investigating other cases and such like that. So I'm curious about it. But I'm not I'm not willing to pay for CBS All Access because I already pay for like four other streaming services. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And um, I mean, <clears throat> I'm willing to give it a chance. But it, what is this? Does this take place then after post uh, Hannibal? Actors? I think it's after Silence of the Lambs and before and before Hannibal, before Hannibal is my yeah. guess. Yeah, like his years when she actually becomes because she graduates into the FBI at the end of Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. So this is like all the cases that she's solved or worked on after that, up to Hannibal. So that makes sense. Right. And, you know, in Hannibal, they recast her. So it wasn't Jodie Foster. It was... Julian uh, Moore. Julian Moore. Yeah. Who 
did hot. Oh, she did an okay job. She's just a beautiful woman, though. She is, but she but wasn't she, Jodie Foster. She wasn't Jodie no. Foster, right? It's just like you know, you can't really like in the the Hannibal Lecter TV series. They cast Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter, who is a respectable actor, but he's not Anthony Hopkins. No, 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 he's not. Yeah, but he was. He's got that good creepy villainous look to him. Yeah, he's. But I mean, he's just not uh, not Hannibal the Cannibal. So uh, another, a couple other movies that are supposed to come out. They're doing a. I'm not sure if it's a remake or a reboot, and we've discussed what the difference is in the past of Wrong Turn. Oh, does that really need a remake already so soon? How long has it been? 2003. So almost 20 years. Really? 18 years. What is that? After so many miles, they need a remake? Right? That's quite possible. I mean, let's face it. The original wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. No, but it wasn't. It was your run-of-the-mill average horror movie. You know, it wasn't really anything special that needs to be remade. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't understand how they decide, like... How long does it does a movie need to exist for it to somebody to say, "Hey, hey, let's, let's reboot remake, this, let's right? Let's redo this because it because it, it was significant in the when it first came out." And that's what I don't understand. There's another Purge movie coming out. I I can't wait to not see that one. I saw the first two Purge movies. Mm-hmm. I realized the the second one was just a the the first one all over again. Yeah, and I didn't bother seeing any of the other ones. And as I've mentioned before, I'm really looking forward to Spiral, the, the new chapter in the Book Spiral. of Saw. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see Spiral, especially because Chris Rock in a serious role is yeah. kind of interesting to me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, The Purge, those two movies, eh, they were okay. You're right, the second one was just a repeat of the first one. And that's it. Let's close the book right. on that. Why do we need another one? And I mean, let's face it. And then the reboot. And we, it, you know, just... We've talked about slasher films just being kind of carbon copies. You know, the the Nightmare on Elm Street and the, the Halloween movies and stuff. But at least then you've got a specific killer that you kind of you get attached to with their personality or lack of personality. Whereas The Purge is just faceless people on a rampage but you see i think the purge relied on the ambience of of how the country is or the 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 tone of people's um behavior you right know what i mean oh it, i get what i it, get there that, wasn't but... any specific killer it was like it was just dark well right and i get <laughs> that and i understand that there's yeah. a place for it but that's why it's the the same thing over and over again doesn't have the appeal for that as it does with a Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. Yeah. At least then we can focus on a, that specific killer. Oh, what's yeah. he going to do what's, next? Yeah. Whereas, oh, what's this nameless mob going to do next? I know. Who gives a rat's ass? And then how are we going to base a Funko Pop figure on... on right, that? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. So again, we uh, we rated Dead Don't Dive fairly low and Cabin in the Woods fairly high. Folks, if you agree or disagree with any of our ratings, feel free to reach out to us at shriekpreviews at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at shriekpreviews. And you can also check out our website, which is at shriekpreviews.buzzsprout.com. Dot com. Any final uh, final words, Dan? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, folks. We love you very much. The both of you who listen, uh, keep listening. Take care. Bye.